ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. This is the Sleep Elite Repeat Podcast. Your weekly AEW review and breakdown. Introducing first, the most electrifying man in all of our professional wrestling podcast. <laughs> Charlie. Oh my goodness, that was beautiful. And I am the other half of our hosting duo. They call me the Duke. They call me the Digital Phantom. I am Bane Duke, also known as the Duke of Derbs. How are you doing today? I'm doing just wonderful, Garrett. That was a fucking amazing intro. We had a good week of wrestling. We had some long matches this week, brother. And yeah, man, we had some long? fucking just great long. news, man. Like, I don't know. This is this is this is gonna be fun. There's some news? I didn't even know there was news. Shit. I guess I had to throw the news. All right, fuck. All right. Um I didn't even know. Shit. What I mean, I know news happened, I'm sure, but I just in my brain. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like a rampage at the end when we got some oh, freaking, oh, we got some interesting shit to break into. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that when we get there. But anyway, um, so yeah, uh, there was some good wrestling this week. There was some, eh, there was some okay wrestling this week as well. I didn't, you know, this wasn't. Not every week is going to be the week that I'm like, let's go, you know, like. Oh yeah. This week was still good. I, there was some really good stuff on it, especially if you're like an old school wrestling fan. There was some really good stuff on there. Um. But uh, yeah, so we'll just we'll, we'll do what we do uh, every week, which is the first before we get into some of the other stuff. I'm going to go ahead and take care of a couple of a couple of orders of business off the top of my head, which is first and foremost, uh, make sure you guys follow and or subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this be that Apple podcast, Spotify or Google podcasts. And um, if you want to as well, make sure you leave a review and like ask us a little question if you want to. We'll definitely get to it next week um, if there is any. Um, as well as um, make sure you follow us on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Bane Duke, B-A-N-E-D-U-K-E. And you can find Charlie at O Charlie with an X instead of an A. So um, there's also a YouTube channel where you can find us. We do a regular podcast. Um, I don't know what we're doing this week, if we're even doing anything this week. Um but we do a, a uh, movie review, upcoming rumors, stuff like that. We just did a big breakdown. You know I think on we'll do this week. Doctor Strange. Okay. We were just kind of talking about before we went on the air. We'll we'll talk about uh, the Book of Boba Fett and its finale. Okay, absolutely. We'll do that for sure. We'll do yeah. that for sure. Um, we didn't end up doing anything this last week because there just wasn't anything to talk about really. Um, and and I was a little behind this week. I kind of fell off the face of the earth a little bit. But I'm back. I'm still alive. All right. Um, and I think that's pretty much all the orders of business that I have to get through to take care of off the top. So without further ado, let's get straight into our favorites this week. And first, I'm actually going all the way to the end of the list of stuff that happened this week on Rampage, and I'm bringing us to Ricky Starks versus Jay Lethal. I thought this match was fantastic. Um, there was a really great moment in the middle of it, by the way, for Dante Martin, where even though he wasn't in this match, he still got a little moment where he was like, he got to do a little thing and it was nice. And him and Hobbs are, are still building their feud up. I cannot wait for freaking the, the Will Hobbs match. It's going to be insane. Um, oh my God. If their last one was anything to say, it's going to be really insane, especially because Hobbs can freaking go, apparently, you know, which we already knew, but we didn't know, no. You know, you don't know until you see it, you know? Um, we got I'm the taste of the hangman match, and then it felt like it was it's been a little bit, but now he's fucking rolling, man. Absolutely. And then uh, you know, Jay Lethal is just money, man. He's absolutely money, and I love everything that the guy does. Every time that I see him in a match on AEW right now, I just am like, why is this guy not feuding with somebody on TV right now? Why is this guy not in the middle of something? How is he not? You know, why has he not been thrown in with the Matt, the Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty thing? Why is that not a thing? They, they just fit so perfectly together. 
Um, I mean, I guess he sort of has, but like, and, and it, now he's loose. And now it might be safe to say, I mean, the spot that Leo was in, I think he might be just taking it over. So we might it could be more of him here. It could be. I mean, I, I would, I could totally see Jay Lethal wanting to be that guy, especially if they were like, hey guys, we need somebody that's a veteran that we can like put, it was, he's great, but we just want to put him with somebody so people see him. Um, the finish of this match was fantastic. It was a great spot. It was a it was a reversal of the lethal injection, I believe, into the Rochambeau, which is just brilliant. I mean, like, just, beautiful. It looked great too. And uh, Ricky Starks, I t- I say this every time the guy wrestles, and I'm going to continue to say it. And I say this about a couple of other people. Every time he hits a move, it just looks clean and crisp, man. It just looks snug. You know what I mean? Like it looks great. I believe him when I'm watching him. I really like Ricky Starks, man. I really want to see Jay Lethal get a bigger push and a bigger spot in the show. Um, but man, Ricky Starks, you know what's crazy? Ricky Starks is not technically a champion AAW. He's just a champion that happens to be working in AAW right now and kicking the title around. It's essentially the same thing as when like a impact oh, yeah, un- talent un- shows unsanctioned up in title. Company. Essentially, well, not even essentially. It's literally unsanctioned. Um, but. Man, it, it just it's so cool that he can make you feel something anyway. Like if he loses that title, it matters. You know what I mean? Like because it's not recognized. So if he loses yeah, that title, it really is like a you know what I mean? I don't know what the hell is going on with this title, man, but they are fucking this in the, the last like two or three match, matches. Dude, like, yeah. He's on fire. Ricky Starks is trying to be like the guy that gets them to recognize the title or something. Like it's crazy. Like the FTW championship is is like a big bet on yourself to carry around a championship and to defend it, you know, because like it's almost like you're saying like nobody can take this from me, even if they tried, you know, it's just really cool. I really like this match. Uh, I need to use the restroom really quickly. So while you're talking about this match, I'm going to go ahead and do that really quickly. But yeah, yeah, I just wanted to get all that stuff in. Like, what did you think? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Ricky Starks, he's a young guy, too. He's 31 years old, coming off that injury and. I got to be honest, man. I just think that this guy has some serious untouched potential. And something we talk a lot about is the pillars of AEW. And I feel like Ricky Starks wasn't mentioned like at all during that discussion. Like everyone kind of, you know, they would say Darby Allen, they would say MJF, Jungle Boy, um, Britt Baker, Sammy Guevara. And then we kind of like to talk into our own depth a little bit about what could be our pillars of AEW. And I mean, we've re- we've mentioned recently Daniel Garcia, Dante Martin, Ricky Starks, and po- if if he gets used a little more often, I mean, I don't think I'm I'd be afraid. Ed Lee Moriarty did that list as well. Like you could have these pillars of guys that are in the second wave, if you will, and Ricky Starks I think fits that. So we had Ricky Starks is now defended this title back to back months. He defended against Matt Seidel. He defended against Jay Lethal. Right. Both just beautiful matches. And honestly, I, I get excited to buy those matches. And this week against Jay Lethal was special, man. This Jay Lethal hasn't been used as much as we'd hoped. But we watched no. Dark, and we see him used on Dark, and we were like, they're prepping him for something. Yeah. And we now I'm getting the was. vibe of potentially that tag team with Dante or... Maybe they go full blown with this feud. Maybe the maybe Tony Khan sees this and is like, God damn. But I do think I'd like to uh, a pitch where I'd like to see Jay Lethal. I wouldn't mind seeing him in his face of the revolution ladder match. I'd be perfect. I mean he, he does well in those kinds of situations. I would love it. 
Um, this is going to be a regular guy, hopefully, in like the casino ladder matches and battle royals. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and some, he just does good stuff. And real quick, I want to get your thoughts on this. I was just kind of telling people, uh, you okay. know, they talk a lot often about these pillars, and I was like, kind of saying we can kind of create our own now. We've we've said before Daniel Garcia. Yeah, that's we've my said before Dante pillar. Martin. We okay, could add six. Ricky Starks to that list. I think so. I was thinking that myself as well. And then I was um, saying, as a potential fourth, if he starts getting used more, is Lee Moriarty. I would agree. Those, I think, would be our four pillars. Of yeah. What we, so, what we observe is the people that are foundationally holding a lot of what they do together, and they're innovating. You know, Ricky Starks. Like, but yeah, man, I'm with you. This match was fun. This went to length. Our boy got. Now a I want an eight pillars match. The original four pillars versus our four pillars. And you know what? I say, fuck it. Let's get Ricky Starks in that match too, man. That <laughs> Ricky Starks is a prime candidate to me to be. Like a world champion within I mean, the next like, he 15 is. months. Yeah. He's the, he's the fuck the world champion, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, so just carrying right on to my favorites. Um, also on Rampage, another yes. championship match Sammy Guevara versus Isaiah Cassidy. Now, I knew Isaiah Cassidy was good. Isaiah Cassidy's a single star. That dude, yes. I mean, yeah. Now, I don't want to just like draw for obvious comparisons, but they've been compared to them for their entire careers, and that's the Street Profits. Okay. And Montez Ford is so clearly a single star. Like, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. Now, when I say this, I'm not saying they're bad as a tag. What I'm saying is Isaiah Cassidy, his emotions, his, his wrestling in the ring, he is a future single star. But now getting into tag team and getting a great start is, is a great way to do it too. But this match, it really made me believe he has it. <laughs> like, it's that simple, man. And obviously, I'm going to give credit to Sammy where, where it's due. Sammy's fucking great. It's, it's, no, it's no coincidence Sammy puts on these great matches week in and week out. Sammy two belts. Sammy two belts. I liked how the belt was covering the tape, by the way. Yeah. Really like dug that. that. Um, By the way, the first commercial break during this match felt really sudden and abrupt. I I, I would agree. I just I can't remember. <laughs> it was like a, it was the first picture and picture of the entire show. I okay, think. I'm not even. I kidding. was I was uh, yeah, I was clicking through at that point. It um, might not have been the first, but it was like one of the first picture and pictures we had. Yeah, I did not um, catch. Ran- um, I'm trying to find Isaiah Cassidy's age right now, but. I think he's like 23, maybe 25, something like that. He's in that range, I want to say. Holy shit, he was born in 97. How old does that make him? He's a young guy. That's 24. Yeah, so I knew he was in that range. He's he's young, and he's that good. I mean, he's that good. I am very impressed. I thought he was going to be like 31 like Starks. I mean, Starks is young at 31. Yeah, that's the crazy thing about Starks. Starks A couple of the key notes here. I mean, the cutters were out of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Hardy and Mark Ken, Mark Quinn came out of nowhere and mm-hmm. they, they started fucking shit up. And then I think a little bit of the story after the match, obviously Sammy wins with his, uh, GTH, but after the match, Mark, uh, Matt Hardy, Mark Ken, Andrade and Jose, the assistant surround Sammy Garrett. I know they didn't tease it up this way, but Andrade has been trying to recruit Darby Allen. And then we hear his music. I honestly thought for a second he might have got him, and maybe he he will. Maybe there's maybe they're going to touch something like Andr- Andrade is going to buy him this title match with Tony Khan. 
So he's like, he like lines up with Sammy and he's like getting ready to fight them. And then they leave the ring and then he gets in Sammy's face. Like, look, I want you next. And that they're going to fucking burn the house. Hold on a second. I don't know if I like the idea that Tony Khan is just selling title matches. Hold on. No, no, no. But Andrade, remember he, he. Yeah, but some of these people have like millionaire people as their advocates. And so, like, where's Jake the Snake? I mean, Jake the Snake's a bad example. Where's like Tully Blanchard's? Like, no, I believe they've given us the intention, like in kayfabe, in lore, however you want to call it. I think Andrade is the richest man in the company. That's that's the intention. I'd be willing to buy that. That's okay for me to. I could buy into that. That's that's what I've become to believe on how they've booked him. Now, even Matt Hardy brought him in, right? But like, yeah, and and now he he owns fifty one percent of that company. Like. He mm-hmm. paid MJF. He he was giving money to MJF. He's so fucking rich. So it in that's the way I see it. I feel like he is the richest that's guy. True. MJF is already rich. He doesn't need the money. <laughs> yes. So it's like, yeah, man. Shit. Um. Other than that, I kind of want to. Not only was it the match, it was the whole segment. And and I want to I want to tee the question up to you. Is there a chance Darby is his first big signing to his group? I want to say probably not, but I like that it's it's being teased that it could be. I, it it gives much more like I mean we've been talking about this. They're they're not going to throw away Andrade in the AHFO. No, they're, they're going they're to bring try something some more with people it. in and probably take some people out. I would think. Um, what if they split up private party? I still think that's a good possibility. I think I, think, I hope they don't yet. I want to see private parties attack, but I wouldn't. Be I dude, but the thing is, they don't. They're never. They're clearly never going to win the tag team shot championship. I'm not saying they should have won. They That's recently shot. Right? Yeah, but it seems like the only time they get title shots is when either a someone was just crowned or they're just not at the right moment to get the back to back weeks. He wasn't going to win it against Sammy, and last week they <laughs> fucking they had just crowned. Yeah. So like, I mean, so it's like. Oh crap! I got rid of my notes. I had some freaking Yahoo Sports thing popped up about the Olympics or something. But anyway, um, shout outs to the to the U.S. team getting banned. All right, um, yeah. <laughs> Way to go, guys! Olympics, You're really winning, uh, really showing up for for America there. All right. Um, speaking of Olympics, there's an Olympic skater on Celebrity Big Brother this year, and we cover Celebrity Big Brother on our YouTube channel, Visoki Entertainment. Garrett might be joining us this year, but right now it's me and a first-time Big Brother viewer named Mike. He hasn't been on this podcast before, but we've known him for forever. And I can't believe you got Mike to do a show. Yeah, dude. He, he I think it was we watched The Circle together, and I covered it once on the channel. But The Circle's hard to talk about because it's so like – it's not how Big Brother is. And But he got really into that, and I, I, he's like – I think after like six years, Brady finally convinced him to watch the show. And I was like, yeah. But yeah, if a lot you guys of people have preconceived notions shit. about this show, so I can quick understand. plug if you guys watch that shit. It's also plug, on the plug, YouTube plug, channel. Plug. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, do we want to hop into these dark results? Sure, 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 sure. All right. Um, did I have anything else to add? Actually, I don't want to. I don't remember. Um, Andrana interrupted at one point. It was a great match to open the show. Um. Little, needless to say, I think we like Rampage, considering we just talked about 45 minutes of it. Literally. And we spent like 15 <laughs> minutes of the opening of the show on it. I just like, that's I fucking love Ramp Rampage being an hour long is the most consistent wrestling show, like since those early NXT days a couple years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we used to watch that shit all the time, man. 
we would spend me and you for a while when we weren't watching wrestling regularly for a while would only watch NXT. And we did that for months. Watched yeah, through dude, several we, pay-per-views. Watching those, that's how far back Garrett and I go, man. We we would be watching that shit on fucking Xbox. Like, just... Hold oh on, hold on. Do you hear yeah. that? Hold on, what's happening? Oh, wait, what, what is this? <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, all right. How, <laughs> what happened on Dark Elevation this week? All right, episode uh, 48 of Elevation this week, and we had, uh, oh my god, Lance Archer, he's painted to death! <laughs> Conducted with a, began with a murder. <laughs> Literally, an actual murder. Uh, I wrote in my notes, my god, leave him be. Um, they, they, these guys didn't even get interest. That's how much of jobbers they are. Um, I just want to believe that's actually how they opened up the fucking, like, entire rolling show. his opponent to the ring. <laughs> I really hope that's how they opened up, like... <laughs> Everyone's just getting to their seats. And Lance Archer's <laughs> music hits. And all of a sudden, there's a guy rolling down the step ramp. It's, it's 730, you know, half an hour until Dynamite starts. And they just see fucking Lance Archer throwing some dude. It'd be a great thing to get the crowd going. So right? I, I think they he says Cleveland, right? Or something like that. So maybe that's where they filmed it. I yep. don't know. Yeah, I believe like, it was Dynamite. Yeah. By the way, people were like giving me craps thinking, well, they don't just film random dark matches at every show and then, you know, like use some of the. They clearly they, they do because the freaking stage changes in the middle of an episode. Before and after, yeah. It's, they literally shoot some of it dirt before Dynamite and after. Uh, and that's Rampage. just known. But like some people want to be like, no, it's all shot. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Anyway, um, <laughs> you finished him with the blackout. This match actually went a little bit longer than I thought it would. Honestly, it was like it was short still, but it wasn't like um, unnecessarily. So um, he got the evil Uno treatment from Adam Cole. Absolutely. <laughs> um, sheesh. All right. That match number two. We had uh, Brandy Rhodes uh, with Arn Anderson taking on Kylan King, who I've uh, taken notes on several times. Oh, as, yeah. A standout ta- talent. Um, Kylan King got some entrance music. So she's now in the Anthony Greenland where you're not quite Anthony Greenland. What a name. Anyway. Um, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, if you get entrance music, it means they might sign you. Maybe. Um, Dude, I, I'm fully fucking down. They gave her a couple of her own singles matches, I think, a few weeks back. So, like, whatever. Mm. But um, she got finished with uh, the stretch mark. Uh, God, they got to come up with a better name for that. Um, Brandy Rhodes is not on TV, but is somehow still on wrestling. I don't know how. Um, and match number three, we had Jay Lethal, who was from Elizabeth, New Jersey. Elizabeth. Um, and uh, Jay Lethal took on a jobber. Um, he hit a phenomenal elbow drop that looked just like Macho Man's. And then he finished it with I love that he does that. Lethal Injection. I know it looks exactly like Macho Man's. I'm not even kidding. Go back and watch like a compilation of Macho Man elbow drops, dude. It literally looks exactly like it. It's crazy. Down to like the way he slightly didn't click cleanly land it so that it wouldn't hurt him. You know what I mean? Like it's chef's kiss. Jay Lethal with the, with the Lethal Injection for the win. Um, Anna J was uh in on a match this week. <laughs> I make a lot anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, not that wasn't about her, by the way. That was about something that I uh, mean, we and Charlie talked about. Oh, what are you doing? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh no! If only they knew. Anyway, um, oh, Anna J took on uh another jobber and uh took him out with the Queen Slayer. Yeah, she's, she's back match. to building up some victories. 
So she's going to lose to somebody again. Okay. Um, <laughs> Literally. It's true, though. It's true, though. Um, we had the factory taking it on. I mean, I guess technically they're top flight. They came out the top flight on the other show. So whatever. We had uh, <laughs> we had uh, what was what was the people in this match? Dante Martin, Matt Seidel, and Lee Mortiardi taking on QT Marshall, Aaron Solo, and uh, Nick Camarato uh, with Anthony Agogo in tow. Uh, it's a nice six man match. Um, it was a really good pace to it. Uh, Dante is a really cool dude, and I uh, finished him with a nosedive. So it's my fucking dream trios team. If we get the titles, man, <sighs> come on, man. That's All right, the team. Um, I'm I'm still saying that you uh, imagine like the eight man match they could have with the elite and and lethal in lethal. Oh. Yep. <clears throat> anyway, give me Jay Lethal versus Frankie Kazarian. By the way, um. And yeah, factory looked good. Top flight looked good. <laughs> it was okay. It wasn't like great, you know. Like yeah, no, exactly. Uh, match number six, we have one of my favorite new tag teams that they should absolutely keep going for as long as they can, which is Ruby Soho and Thunder Rosa, which is not a tag team I ever thought I needed, man. But this is now match two, and I'm I'm still bought in. Like this is I'm I'm down for this team. Uh, the No Future combined with the Fire Thunder Driver for the W. WWWWW. All right. And then our Dark Elevation main event, we had Pento El Cielo Miedo with Alex Abrahantes taking on Serpentico. Um, He's wrestling a lot now. Yeah. Uh, I, I still say, yes. Give Penta the singles run. I don't know why they can't just do this. He had one like what two years ago when uh, when uh, Ray Phoenix was Impact hurt. Impact World Champion Penta. Yeah, he's had some good singles success. This guy was really over when he was known as Pentagon. You know what I mean? Like all the time. Like just like I, I don't know, man. Like the just give this guy give give the guy a chance. Maybe give him a TNT title shot. It'd be awesome. Um. Holy yeah. shit, imagine that. Him versus freaking Sammy Guevara, dude? Come on. Anyway, um, and he finished with the package pile driver for the victory. Serpentico actually looked pretty good in this match. Um, Serpentico, man, he's never going to be anything. And it sucks for him, but it's fun to watch. Um, hey, he's got he's got a role. That's, that's all he probably asked for. Yeah, absolutely. And that will take us to Dark, episode 128. Yeah, we had 90 minutes of stuff here, so we'll kind of fly through it a little bit. But the broadcast opens up with the Anthony Agogo theme, so you can already you guys already know to skip through that. No, I'm kidding. Queen uh, Elizabeth. Oh, sorry. Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, he wins uh, via knockout against uh, a fellow named Marcus Cross, who we've seen plenty of times. Second match, we got the Penelope. K- okay, wait, hold on. No, wait, hold on. The, the KO finish was really awkward, bro. Oh, yeah, I, I, I don't. I, it needs to just be a knockout, and then they call for the bell, or it just needs to not be a thing, or like maybe like well, Gogo's strikes. totally coming back to TV for this face of the revolution, right? I hope so. That'd be cool. That's probably his return. He's nine. He, 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 he's they don't have a big man that's, that seems like it's going to be in it, so maybe it'll be him. I don't know. Penelope Ford is back facing Angela Risk, who's back again. And Angela we don't know how this goes. Penelope Ford taps her out with the Muda Lock. Pretty decent this match. Was slow, man. What was the deal with this? Why did this match feel weird? I just, I just probably don't have the chemistry together, you know. 
But Penelope Ford's good, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, she's yeah, not yeah. Like, bad. Like, she's just like, I just felt like, oh, I just never got it going. So as it is with these universals, a lot of the times we're just like, we open the card up with just enhancement talents. It's kind of, it's a catch 22, right? So our third match, we got QT Marshall taking on another enhancement, uh, Toa, Le- Toa Leona. So they're just kind of prepping up QT Marshall for his hook match, which I'm guessing is probably going to be a revolution. Toa Leona, by the way, I think he actually has something. Yeah, yeah. The He's got a couple things, man. Like, I don't know. Like, he... Diamond cutter I mean, victory from QT Marshall. Yes. And then we have 2.0 with Daniel Garcia facing Ish and Kid Bandit. Kid Bandit returns. I always see him trending on Twitter when he's or not well not trending, but all over AEW Twitter when he mm-hmm. uh when he's back. So people like him. 2.0 picks up the victory. And boring. We're gonna talk about 2.0 and Daniel Garcia during that uh Brian Danielson segment, man. Wow. Wow. Uh, fifth match, Lance Archer doing the same thing. Murdering another man. That's five enhancements in a row. Sixth match, Marina Shafir beating an enhancement. Everybody dies. That song actually kicks ass. It actually does. It's great. Uh, Marina Shafir, I think she... No, we had a Fuego Del promo. Did we? Well, all right, wait, we did. You remember what he said? I don't see it. No, that's why it wasn't talked about. Move on. All right. Okay. <laughs> Marina Shafir picking up another victory. Uh, she's probably low-key just signed to Dark at this point. She's, I believe she's been at every Universal taping. Doesn't make her any better. Uh, I don't know what the hell is the deal with Marina Shafir, to be honest. Standing with leg capture triangle choke. Eh, I don't know. We just need the right opponent, right? Give but me her think- versus Janai Kai. That's the right opponent. Yeah. So next week on that one Dark, Fuego Del Sol will battle Serpentico. Is that what you're talking about? Uh yes. He had a little promo where he like okay. decided to he threw his cool or something. Um That'll be a fun little match. Uh the factory versus two more enhancement talents. Dante Casanova did stick out a little bit to me though. But uh the factory this time was Aaron Solo and Nick Camarado. Weird duo, but Weird finish. Backbreaker knee drop. Hmm. I mean, it looks. Yeah, good. I don't really vibe with these guys good. as a tag team. I'm gonna be honest, man. They're not really that good together, right? Like, no, it's it, it's. Hey, but that's why they're on dark. They're practicing getting good together. So, no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. dig it for they'll, what it is. They'll figure it out. They'll Let's figure bring it them out. back okay. again and roll it back. Um, hey, Tony Nice, the man of 205 Live, now the man of AEW Dark, and that's not an insult. I'm I'm just saying, people might take that as an insult, but no, that's a good thing, man. He he's on dark almost week to week now, putting on good matches. Zach Clayton, we've mentioned him before. Not bad. Put on a pretty decent match. Tony Nese is now 8-1. and one. Wow, I'm surprised we have very different opinions on this match. I liked Nese in this match. Um, oh, of course. I love Nese. This, this is the worst appearance that I've seen from Zach Clayton so far. Um, yeah. It did not seem like he got much in, and what he did, it didn't look that great. I don't know what the deal was. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's it maybe his move set's not extensive enough. I I mean I don't know. It felt like maybe he didn't want to be the guy losing to a guy that's just kind of rolling through that doesn't really have anything to do with him. I don't know. Like I Zach Clayton has a pretty famous wife, and I didn't even know this. His okay. wife is Jay Wow from the Jersey Shore. Oh okay. I, isn't he from the Jersey Shore? I believe so. The guy's a stud, so it makes sense to me. You know what, Zach? I'm following you on Instagram. I'm uh, GG. 
right. Uh, <laughs> I just I didn't see it in this match, but I've seen yeah. it in the previous two no, times. But I've he's one of those before. guys. We keep seeing him back to back. You know, bringing him into dark's a good spot because he'll only get better. And we are in our ninth match now, and not a single one has been competitive, and it doesn't end here. Kira Hogan versus uh, Maserati, first time in AEW. You have any any Maserati sucked. Sorry. <laughs> All right, well, moving along. Kira Hogan with the win. She did. I'm sorry. Um, tenth match, the Dark Order. Alan Angels and Preston Vance versus Ari Dabari. Name is Team 15, by the way. Actually, technically, it's 14 because negative one was out there. That's fucking genius, actually. <laughs> Arya Davari and Invictus Cash. This was uh, actually a pretty competitive match for a while. Yo, Davari? Yo, Davari? Like I'm cool guy. with it. No, I like him. I like him. I just wanted to see him. Yeah, let's get uh, Ari Davari versus Tony Nese in a fucking 25-minute barn burner. I'm... You, you're the... I'm just saying. Anyway, um... <laughs> we love... Hey, man. We're fucking... Davari, actually, I, I really liked Davari. Davari had a fantastic... Uh, Davari has one of my favorite segments ever where he came out on the Saudi Arabia pay-per-view and just crapped all over Shaw Arabia for like 10 minutes. <laughs> and then his brother came out who hadn't been seen in like a decade. Uh, um, Vance made cash tap out with the full Nelson lock. He He's big enough to make that finish work. And my God, Garrett, in our 11th match, we finally have two AEW talents facing each other in a tag team of Dante Martin and Matt Seidel. Let's fucking go. Versus Bear Country. This is what I, I'm going to be honest, man. This is why Bear Country. Harried Country. But, but hey, they had a good match here. And they work well with Seidel and Dante Martin. But we shouldn't be surprised <sighs> at that. We shouldn't be surprised. No, they're good. That's what pisses me off about them. Man hit a moonsault, and he made it look like he actually would have hurt himself if he tried to do it. But I think he would have hit that clean, actually. Like, Yeah, Boulder. Yeah, when Boulder went for it. Uh, well, no, both. I, I was saying that I think that um, that uh, Bronson could have hit the one that he actually missed. Like, I think he could have actually hit that cleanly, and it made it look. He made it look like he over rotated. Yeah, they do. Um, Older's a fucking tough wrestling. Well, no, it's both of their first names are Bear, which is weird. That's right. You're you're you know what? You're fucking. You're totally right. My bad. It's much better yeah. when you call him Bear Boulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but other than um, that, Dante Martin and Matt Seidel pick up the victory. Dante connected with the nosedive for it. I mean, coincidence they're on TV twice this week? Possibly. We'll see. Um, just double-checking to make sure it's the main event. And our 12th match, the main event. Joey Janela with Kayla Rossi versus Lee Moriarty. And my God, Kayla Rossi, do not go after Jay Cargill on Twitter. That, that got ugly quick for you. Yikes! <laughs> I think there's. I think they were uh, fucking around, though. I'm sure Kayla's probably gonna face Jade on like Dark or something. Possibly. And yeah, Joey versus Lee Moriarty. This was great, man. This was a uh, fun Dark main event. It was only semi-competitive, though. It felt like it felt like Moriarty just didn't get that much in. Maybe he just doesn't have enough moves yet. I don't know, but like, um, and just maybe the story was he gets to come from behind victory. I mean, yeah, because he, he did cover him with like a really interesting variation on a cover, which I thought was cool. He um, for the victory, he gets his octopus stretch in, and then he connects to the European clutch to pick it up. I mean, hey, I think Lee is a likable guy. So just getting yeah. him out there, getting him victories at Universal, 
That's all I can ask for. Yes. So, all right, let's pop into uh, if it wants to. Na 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 na. Well, if this doesn't work, how about dark, huh? Or uh, how about dynamite? I have notes on dynamite and stuff, so I can take. All right, my computer's just freezing right now. So, dynamite starts with. Oh, there we go. Dynamite starts with John Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta. Now, real quick, we're not going to really discuss it, but this was supposed to be Moxley versus Brian Kendrick. Some shit that Kendrick said in the past came out, and Tony Khan doesn't stand for that shit. That's the way he says it. And I don't so, even know what it was. I just saw that he, he like is not a thing anymore. So it, it was it's yeah. bad, man. And he he doubles down on it, and it's hey, man. Everyone has got their own beliefs, but sometimes you can't say shit. And Tony Khan, you know that's how he felt. He he said he's not booking him on a show. You need to leave. That's that would be a perfect time if we had that soundbite. And <laughs> yeah, so. Anyways, we get Moxley versus Yuta, and you know, in a weird way, Garrett, I'm glad we did because we talked about probably for about a solid month how it felt like there was something missing with John Moxley. And, and well, that and I was gonna say how Moxley straight up fucking jobbed Wheeler Yuta out in that tournament. Oh, this felt like the receipt for that, and yeah. this felt that's a good, that's a fucking great term for it. It felt like the receipt. We needed this match for Wheeler Yuta because we know Wheeler Yuta is great. New Japan Wrestling knows Wheeler Yuta's great. But for some fucking reason, every time he goes on TV, it doesn't feel like they know he's great. <laughs> this guy can go, man. He had a match on fucking Rampage a couple weeks ago that I picked as my favorite. Literally. But, yeah, this, like Garrett said, this is the receipt of that match. This was fun. He came up there with Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen. Um... I don't know, Moxley and Danhausen. Can I just say, it's like Orange Cassidy knows that I'm like the biggest mark for him ever. And it's like, he's like, oh, I'll get Danhausen over with this guy. No, you won't, Orange Cassidy. I still hate him. I still hate him. I, th- I was kind of thinking it was a little Dan funny. Danhausen's a fucking heel for me, bro. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, that's okay. I think, I want to say Moxley looks fucking great, man. He yes, looks, he actually looks awesome. He, he looks he, great. He looks. He's turning it up slowly each match too, which I like, and it's so nice. Um, but the match was good, but I think the story is what happens after. So you want to? Yeah, so I thought yeah, so what when happens this match after ended, before you go on to what actually happened, what I thought okay. was going to happen was Brian was going to do his regular thing where he sits at the top of the ramp and like kind of runs you down. Um, which is good. I just didn't, I thought that's what was going to happen. And that was going to start a feud. I thought that's for sure what was happening here. Okay. I was surprised at what actually happened. Yeah. And fucking meets him in the ring. And then he goes through and he offers him this deal. Go, go through some of that stuff really quickly. Cause it's just crazy. Yeah. So pretty much, uh, Moxley gets the paradigm shift and let you let you to shine more. By the way, I agree with you. Let him be. Yeah, they let him have an actual match. A star, him. you know. Like, and so after the match, Moxley's still in the ring. He turns around, and Brian Danielson is in the ring. Danielson asks the crowd if they should fight one on one, and then he says, "We should not be fighting. We should be teaming." He says, "There's no reason we should have a millennial cowboy be the AEW champion. There's no reason why a dinosaur should be a tag team champion, and there's no reason why a guy who creates vlogs should be the TNT champion." Danielson says they could change the industry and change others. He brings up Daniel Garcia, 
Says he's wasting his time with 2.0. I'm paraphrasing there. He brings up Wheeler Yuta and Lee Moriarty. I don't find it a coincidence. Those three guys. And Danielson tells him to think about it. And he sticks his hand out and tells Moxley to think about it. And he exits the ring, walks up the ramp while Moxley stays in the ring. So basically, he's pitching that they work together. They train the next generation of stars. Essentially, he wants to create a faction with him and John Moxley. And they just recruit younger AEW guys and fucking turn them into stars. He also mentioned Dante Martin. I didn't see that in that list, but I mean, Garrett, he's listing our guys. <laughs> Brian, Brian, you watching this, Literally. Bro? What's going bro, on, Brian? Brian, do you, oh, I'm Brian, just kidding. <laughs> Brian, do you listen to the show, bro? Brian, are you a fan? All right, anyway. Um, if you mentioned Starks, I would have jumped. <laughs> that's, that's it, bro. He's, he's definitely listening. Um, What's crazy is I... I got this thought in my head when he said, when he mentioned Daniel Garcia, and I was thinking to myself, a, a faction of Daniel Garcia, John Moxley, and Brian Danielson would be insanity. Just, just downright dumb. Because what do we always talk about with both Danielson and Garcia? They have the best submission holds in AEW. Imagine if a guy like Garcia got to learn from a guy like Danielson. Wow. Oh, man. And imagine if he got Moxley's edge. Dude, you're talking about one of the greatest wrestlers of all time could come out of that, you know? Even if he was just with him for a bit, you know? That's... If, you know what it sucks? could be so this is another thing that AEW is going to tease that is just going to be there to upset us when it doesn't happen. But man, that is a hell of a proposal. Agreed. It could happen, though. We, we've been shocked by this before. We didn't think Dante would join Team Taz. No. But that happened. And we loved it. Like, there's there's many of things that we're like, there's no way they do that. And then they, oh my God, they did it. It's just, I think they laid something here to maybe test the waters of the crowd. I, I say, fuck it. Do it for a little bit. I think you have them take Daniel Garcia away from 2.0. And you have them take Wheeler Yudo away from best friends. You know what I was just thinking too? I think there's that's been kind of seeds planted on BTE a little bit. Like Yeah. With the Wheeler Yuta and Trent Beretta like gimmick segments. Yeah. Like it would make so much sense if they take Because wait a minute. Didn't that also make it on to an episode of Dynamite once too when Yuta came out or when Trent came out and Yuta did not like, shake Yuta's hand? Dude, there might be something here. I look, and you know what? It's always weird that how Garcia never starts anything, but he always has to end up fighting the battles that 2.0's mouth start. There's something here, dude. Have they been planting seeds for this subtly for months? And I think if they do this, this takes this this takes Danielson and Moxley away from the world title picture for now. Obviously, yeah. Because we know Adam Cole is going to probably go to it in MJF, and we CM Punk's probably around there. So it's like Adam Cole versus MJF to decide the next championship. Exactly. So the. The main title is a little full right now. Let's run this for fucking four months. Let's let's actively have them try and get Daniel oh, Garcia, Wheeler Yuta, and maybe a, maybe let's get a woman in there. Let's get Layla someone Hirsch. in there, bro. Let's get a Layla in there. Let's get a you know a Red Velvet. Let's get someone in that group, and then they take that to the next level too. Be? I don't know. The ideas are fucking limitless. I'm with you. I really hope they don't just drop this. Yeah, it's going to be... They opened Dynamite 
hot this week. Like that was crazy. They got they, that was some buzz, you know. Agreed. We get a recap showcase in the feud between MJF and CM Punk. That's not our main event. We return from commercial break and Brandy's in the ring. Brandy says everyone is so nice in Cleveland or Chicago, wherever they are. I cringed. I Dan Lambert, Scorpio Sky, I need the page come out. Lambert begins insulting Brandy. There was a couple funny ones. Um, yeah, I can't remember what he said exactly. But I'm not gonna go into, yeah, I'm not going to go into specifics, but there was some funny stuff. And then this is uh, the line that's got people thinking. Brandy Rhodes goes, I don't know why you're laughing, Ethan. The only reason why we hired you was to get close to Josh Alexander. My God. Impact Wrestling's Josh Alexander's contract has been rumored to be up. So. I, I mean, hey. He's a wrestler. He'll put on good matches. I'm Anthony Green first. <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> hey, man. Hopefully. His time might be moving on. That's what sucks. I know. I know. But because the longer they wait on him, the, somebody like Impact is going to offer Anthony Green and be like, hey, this Anthony Green guy is unsigned right now. We should just sign him. And you know what? I'm going to say it right now, everybody. The Impact show that I talked about doing months ago, if Anthony Green goes to Impact, I'm going to start it because I want to follow that guy. I think um, 100%. So, Tony Khan, do your job. All right. Um, <laughs> Brandy then slaps him, but it's like a kitty slap. Uh, it was so weird. He also mentioned something about her cannons. Like, ah, oh, man, it was, it was just weird. It was weird, weird, weird. But hey, maybe it worked for some people. To me, it just kind of felt awkward. As, yeah, I'm not going to say know. weird. Weird is the wrong term. The mic and it doesn't mm-hmm. have Cody also there to be like what she's talking about. Like, I, I don't just, know. Like, I just, yeah. I don't buy. I just feel like, why is she feuding with them right now? I don't get it. Like, and then to make it worse, we go into overbooking territory. Way overbooked the shit out of this. He goes, I figured you were in a feisty mood, so I have something for you. To the surprise of no one, Paige Van Zant comes out. Looking great, if I may say. And she attacks hey, Brandy and the entire locker room. I fu- oh, The locker room comes out and the wrestlers are there to break up the fight. Like, who cares? Like, I think they just overbooked that. Like, who cares? I agree. Who cares? But it's. I think this was an oversight. A little bit too much overbooking. Like, there is stuff you could do with... I would love for Brandy to be in a similar position to, like, how the Elite are viewed and how Cody is viewed. If you pick up a random win over Brandy, it should be important. Like... I love what they're doing with her on Dark, wrestling all these really good independent women. Yeah, but then that's they're going to win. Like, if one of them were to beat her and then get a title shot or something, that would be crazy. You know what I mean? Like agreed. But, so I'm guessing this is setting up Paige Van Zandt versus Brandy at Revolution. Ew. It really doesn't get my giblets rolling. Sorry. I like them both, but like I just don't think it's going to be that good of a match. Yeah. Like. No, it's, uh, I, hopefully it's, yeah. Hey, maybe they'll shock us. But Hardy Family Office match- has a backstage promo. Oh, did they? Really? Oh, Matt okay. Hardy's telling Private Party that he's upset for them for not winning the AEW Tag Team titles. Andrade Alitalo appears and asks Hardy what happened last week. Hardy asks why Darby Allen is not signed, and Andrade says he's working on it. And then, like, Matt Hardy grabs Isaiah's face, and he's like, you are one last hope. You need to win. (laughs) So it makes Uh, me think, man, they're teeing up this Darby thing, and then all of a sudden he shows up. There's no way he didn't just show up, man. And then, um... We'll see. Side note. The Blade was there, but no Butcher. 
And also, the blade looked like a fucking character out of Mortal Kombat. Isn't Butcher one of those ones we talked about this contract potentially being up? No, I think with him, well, his band just broke up too, so I don't know what's going on with him. But they don't always have everyone in that AHFO. That's what kind of That's makes true. it interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then we're going to get into my my uh, new favorite tag team here. Oh. The Knights of the Black Throne. So we actually, that's what their name is. So why do they keep calling them the House of Black? I mean, I get that so the, the House of Black name. is gonna be the it's it's what their faction is what called. Like, uh, yeah, you're trying to think of it as like a god thing, like a temple, right? And the Knights of the Black Throne are is the tag team of the House of Black. So they're kind of like the evil Knights Templar a little bit. Okay, essentially, yeah. So say the House okay. of Black consists of you know two tag teams, right? Say it consists of Private Party and the Knights of the Black Throne. Mm-hmm. So no, I got you. I got beautiful you. tag name. I, I'm such a sucker for this type of shit. This is this is just that's my personality. That's just what I love to watch. And bro, I remember you being super into Tommy End when nobody knew who he was. Like I, I love the look, and then he and then he becomes Alistair Black, and that's my favorite wrestler. And it's just like then he teams up with Ricochet, who was my first. Like favorite, Dude, that match was so ridiculously good. I still remember the segment where Velveteen. It's like two weeks before that program starts, and Velveteen, it, it just is is starting about to start a thing with him for the for the North American title, and he just hits that that jump out of the ring, and the actual reaction of Velveteen to this day. I know Velveteen's not good anymore, but just that reaction was one of the greatest things. Oh, ever. so beautiful. And they wrestle Pac and Penta El Zero Miet, Pentagon. <laughs> Pen, uh, Pac comes out with his uh, Daredevil blind. <laughs> oh, my God. This shit is so fucking cool, man. I really I want to pick awesome. this as my favorite, but at the same time, they didn't really I have a I joked about match. him wrestling in a blindfold. I didn't think he'd actually do it. And then it, he actually like, fucking did it. And he like, made it work. Dude. He is literally Daredevil. I, I need to see Orange Cassidy restricted to only having his hands in his pockets versus blindfolded Pac. I need I'm not going to lie to you, man. This this wasn't long, right? Because obviously they were saving their 45. What is it about? Dude, okay. Why does Malachi Black's matches always so short? I don't understand. Because well, like, I think two things. Uh, the main event and they're just – But this was in the first hour. They could have given this time. <sighs> hey, man. That main event by 1, you know, 9-13, they were, they were panning to it already. But yeah, Malachi and Brody King, the Knights of the Black Throne, the potential is unfucking real with these guys. Because they can yeah. go in the ring with any of these tag teams. Garrett, I'm just picturing FTR. I'm picturing the Young Bucks. I'm picturing Private Party. I'm picturing Jurassic Express. I'm, I mean, think about them versus best friends, how physical those guys are. I mean, like, the. It, just, I mean, I would love to see if they extended this match to the pay per view. Not gonna lie, I th- I would like if this is our tag match that's not for the titles at the pay per view, and we let these guys get a fucking twenty minute just barn burner, five five and a half star match. The Knights of the Black Throne etch their fucking selves in the history of AEW. I'm putting this over, but I'm more or less uh, it's the idea of it. But anything else to you, you speak know, out? I- you know, uh, I will say that would be great for the bet to be like the other. N- nothing really stuck out to me. I thought it was great for both teams. I will say I think the the, the non-title tag match we're going to get is probably going to be Ruby and Thunder versus uh, 
Mercedes and Nyla probably because they've been kind of like not doing. I don't think either of those matches are making the pay-per-view individually. I don't think. Do you we know? know who Britt Baker's facing yet? It's neither of those two, at least. We know that much. Know, that's that's what's... Jesus. Adam Cole will cut the promo. Chris Statlander, that. maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Well, no, I don't know. She's with uh, Layla right now, so... I don't know, Adam man. Cole cut the no promo way. and says that he is tired of hearing about Orange Cassidy and wants more respect. Cole says he'll, that he'll be wrestling Evil Uno on this week on Rampage. And that match lasted about as long as my speaking there. <laughs> uh, Ruby Soho versus Nyla Rose. Um I know you want to talk way about better. this match a little bit. Yeah, it was way better than I thought it would be. Not that I didn't think it'd be good. I just it was a really good match. Like I don't know, these two just have some interesting chemistry. I don't know. Um, I, I for some reason I on paper this match doesn't sound that good, but it, it actually is. Like I I don't know. Like I just Ruby Soho is again super underrated. Like she just has good matches with everybody, and a lot of people will think that it's the other person in the match that makes it good because she just. But like it's. Nyla Rose, something about this like little feud just makes Nyla Rose seem so much more intimidating. Probably the size difference. I mean, like yeah, Nyla Rose. Wow, Nyla Rose <laughs> is just phenomenal at being the big, the bigger person in the match. Of being the big meat. Yeah, she works <laughs> great as being the big meat. <laughs> and yeah, I'm with you, man. And I, I want to say. So, remember these fucking moronic zombie skull fucking nimwits? Okay. That were saying. Wrestling Twitter, go on. That were saying, oh my God, that botch at the end. That's just so embarrassing. You know what's embarrassing is your dumbass not reeling that was not realizing that was a callback to the spot that they had in their last match. Ni- Ni- fuck. Nyla Rose <laughs> scouted the kick, didn't go for it, and then fucking won right after. You really think that was a botch? Yeah, I don't think that they... I, I was thinking the same thing. I don't think that they thought that that she could hit Nyla. She's not tall enough. Yeah, that's I mean, how she like... beat Nyla before. Was she Nyla leaned forward and got kicked, and Nyla in her previous matches has been known to scout when she faces someone twice. This is how she's won the title. And the second time, she scouted it, so it just looked weird. It, they it didn't looked fuck weird. It, up. it would have looked better with literally anybody else, probably. Yeah, it, because it just it's just because it looked weird. But this was not a fa- a botch. And I I feel like people are always just out of their way, like those fucking you know what I'm talking about, those zombie nimwit fucking idiots that just go out of their way to. These are the same kinds of people that when Nyla first came out. That they were instantly against her. It's the same people, like yeah. So they're just they're going out of their way to pick on her. I, I'm I'm dwelling on this for too long, but this was this was a beautiful. This is the verisimilitude of the match. It, like we've saw we saw Ruby pin her with this, and now that's how she fucking got out of it. That was yeah. Anyways, we get a backstage promo set featuring the Gun Club. They start beating down Jungle Boy. <laughs> this is kind of good, man. They're yeah. in the fucking street just beating this kid's ass, throwing him into snow. <laughs> and then Christian Cage and Luchasaurus finally appear. As they're just, I imagine them running down the street in their draws. <laughs> jumping Jungle Boy. By the way, when they threw him into the door, he totally smacked his back on that pole. Oh, God, that had to fucking hurt. 
Yikes, buddy. That was not fun. That sets up our title match for next week, which I'm actually excited about. I know a lot of people hate the Ass Boys. I pushed out the revolution, man. I kind of like this feud. Like, Maybe Ass Boys will win and then rematches that revolution. The Ass Boys! I would love... Dude, that would be actually awesome. A really super short title reign and then you crown the fucking gun club, bro. That'd be cool. And then we get our... Uh, our interview setting up for main event. Dies. Yeah, Tony Schiavone's in the ring. He interviews Hangman. He begins promoting next week's te- Texas Death Match against Lance Archer. Where's before we jump into that? Where's your excitement level for that match? Eh, I mean, it'll be fun. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be some really brutal stuff. And Lance Archer is a very, very talented wrestler. He just fucked up and almost died. You know, like he needed to fucking let's rein it in a little bit. Let's do this how we do with movies. It, on a one to ten of your excitement scale, right? Probably like a six or a seven, I would say. Okay, so so you're actually like, you. you I'm up. It's I'm there for it. I okay. it could be really bad, right? It, death matches can either be really good or really stupid. Lance Archer is not the kind of guy that would participate in a really stupid one. I don't think. Um, no, agreed. I think I think the booking of the feud has been pretty fun. It's been pretty a little bit run of the mill, but I mean. I wish this was... Bro, bro, what if Suzuki comes out during the fucking death match? He just bites fucking... I just can't help but wonder, how would we feel if this was Miro in this exact spot? It's probably who it would have been, right? Maybe... Why? What? What? Where is Miro? Miro got in that white box, got lost in the quantum realm, and is fucking... I I don't know where he's at. He's he's being held captive by... by, uh, What's the guy's name? Uh, the guy from uh, Modoc. I don't know. No, no, the guy from Loki. Uh, uh, anyway, Fuck. the Kang, Kang, Kang the go. Conqueror, being held by Kang the Conqueror, evil Kang. All right. Um, no, Samuel actually, he's being held by evil Doctor Strange. That's who it is. You know, everybody dies. The song yeah. slaps, man. That's a that's a good um, song. Lance Archer is awesome. I like him. He's really cool. Like he's the big man that can move. But he's actually the big man that can move that I always talk about wanting, you know? Like he just might Hang, die to yeah. a moonfall. Hangman you know? knows Lance wants a Texas death match, but he quote really doesn't give a shit. <laughs> oh, Hangman but- needs some okay. Bruh, i I can't believe I'm saying this. If anybody in the history of wrestling needs scripted promos, I think it's Hangman, man. <laughs> yeah. He, he I love loves him, to but say he's shit. just I understand that's why people love him so much because he's just so genuine, you know? But like Yeah. Give him a little bit of something. Maybe they give him the bullet points, and he's just like, "Fuck the bullet yeah. points," you know. And, like. and this is this is what I'll say. I'll I'll give my uh, rating here. So I think my excitement rating right now is at a four, right? Which would which would be a rotten. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say why. I'm not. I don't think it's gonna be a bad match, right? I don't know how well they're gonna clash together, but to me, Hangman had uh, Powerhouse Hobbs' best match was with Hangman. He clearly knows how to work well with big guys. Lance Archer's proven he can go in the ring. Mm-hmm. I just think what hurts it for me, I'm just, it's on a dynamite. We know who's going to win. I, I didn't tell you what's hurting it for you. This this has been a quite underwhelming title reign so far, as much as people don't want to admit it. Yeah, it was just him and Danielson. I mean, I, I enjoyed that. That stuff has all been good. But after that, it's all been like, what we need we to get on. And I know that this is a transitional challenger, but I think that's why I'm, uh, it's a transitional challenger. That's, I don't, I think that's why for me, instead of getting a six and being, you know, certified fresh, 
I think for me, it's a four right now just because Lance just came back. He wasn't in the rankings. I wish if they were doing a transitional challenger, it would have been there the rankings. No rankings. Season, it just restarted. It, they, there's no rankings. They didn't have any rankings when he came back, so it didn't matter. I, yeah, I know, but it's just like... The hangman called for a challenger, so the rankings don't matter in that situation. I just can't help but imagine if Miro was in this spot, it would be a six or maybe... Yeah, where, like a why eight. aren't they using Miro? It's crazy. It's crazy. Like Lance just... It almost feels like they're going to bring Miro back to beat Sammy. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I enjoyed seeing Jake the Snake out there. It's always nice hearing him talk after everything he went through. And, you know, good for him for being out there and for being on AEW. His legacy continues. But, yeah, uh, Chris Jericho calls out Santana and Ortiz. I'm so fucking over this for disrespecting and embarrassing him last week by not tagging him. He demands a mandatory meeting next week on Dynamite. Let's just hope they beat the living fuck out of him and we get it over with. Yeah, that- I'm with you. <laughs> I'm over this. It's so so bad. It just it took it took away two programs basically. I'm done with it, man. I'm over it. I'm over the inner circle. It ate two programs and then ended up being nothing. What they should have done is had Hager fucking join America Top Team, and him getting a push right now. Well, like you know what I mean. Yeah, not even on fucking TV. What I mean is he could have been on TV. I don't know. I'm just. Hey, man. I love Jericho, but I, I am over this. I've kind of been over him since we've started this podcast. Jesus Christ. Yeah, hey, Jericho's not been in any segments you like. It's weird. Um, I don't know why. I love the guy. I love him on commentary. He's great. Uh, we get a video just... package setting up the match we talked about, and then let's get into it. Main event. 45 minutes. CM Punk versus MJF. It still didn't live up to the hype, but it was really good. It's okay. Um, I'm very, very Commercials pleased. killed me on both shows this week, man. Um, this match was a, a victim of it, too. Even though they got 45 minutes, I felt like there was a very long commercial break. Um, oh, yeah, 45 minutes. I think that means three or four commercial breaks. Yeah, I felt like one of them in particular I felt was particularly long, but maybe that was just because I was really into the match. But, like... Since it's 45 minutes, as we've done before... Match, this match deserved to be on Revolution, man. I feel like it did. It totally did. I mean, MJF just gave CM Punk his first fucking defeat, which we totally knew he would. Let it be known. I know everyone did, but we were passionate that MJF was not going to lose this feud. No. MJF losing is a very rare thing. He he can't lose this feud. And he didn't. Now, we could go into different spots from this match all day. I'll point out the one for me. It's obvious. CM Punk hitting the Pepsi plunge made me very happy. Yes. I think they sold a good story throughout the match with the knee, CM Punk's knee. My knee. And I'll get into um, the finisher. I mean, (laughs) Wardlow comes out. We all are thinking the same thing. Is this it? Is Is this the turn? Does he help Punk? Does he just toss MJF in the ring? He hands him the fucking ring. That cock-sucking fucking ring, and he just boinks CM Punk over the head. Boink. One, two, three. MJF defeats CM Punk. Oh, but but CM Punk's just going to AEW to, to run over all the talent. Well, here's the, th- here's the thing. MJF I think just whooped his ass. I think at the end of the death match... 
MJF music hits. It's time. I think it's time. I think he's the one to dethrone the hangman. Or do they run Adam Cole and let him beat Adam Cole and then MJF? Maybe. I mean, I did talk about months ago wanting to see Adam Cole lose to him so that you could set that up later for Omega versus Cole. Um, but you don't have to do that right away. But I know people, some people could probably talk about that match for 30 minutes. But the reality is, I mean, it was it was really good. There was a, there was some great story. Lots of counters. It was just a fun match to watch. It was a fun wrestling match. I would not be surprised if it got like four and a half stars. Four and a quarter, maybe. Probably four and a quarter. Yeah, it's definitely the most anticipated match they've had so far this year. So Yeah, and I'd say it checks some boxes. I, I agree with you. I would have loved this on Revolution, but maybe they just... Maybe the plan is MJF versus Hangman at Revolution. I'm cool with that. Maybe that's the plan. Maybe that's this is the setup for that. I don't know. Because MJF has sort of been on this like sort of last six months trajectory, has been completely separate from the title scene, you know, like. Um, so we'll have to see. What a fucking um, talent, man. I love MJF. So good. He's so good. And it was a it was a hell of a way to close the show. This was the, it, the image of MJF sitting cross-legged in the ring with Wardlow in the background and CM Punk laid flat in the middle of the ring. It's just an image that it's going to go down in history, you know? MJF gave CM Punk his first ever loss in AEW. He'll be able to say that forever now, too. In Chicago. Oh, so good. This is how it's done, man. And you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna give a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a little pat on the back to CM Punk. He didn't have to do that. He did not have to fight. He could have just fucking. He kind of did though. Like he could no, have won he it, didn't but even it wouldn't have to feud with MJF. He could have just fucking done his thing. Probably beating the shit out of all. You if, know. Honestly, we we love Tony Khan. If CM Punk had said, "I'll only come in if you make me the world champion," he would have made him world champion. Let's be honest. He probably would have had him build up for like six months. Yeah, he wouldn't have just given him the championship, but he, he would have made had him, him the beating champion. guys like Lance Archer, like Miro, yep. guys that yep. don't mind taking the L. Probably yeah. had him eventually beat Cody, and then there you go. And then he goes on to be the world champion. But no, God, imagine if Cody cut that promo we cut in the ring on actually on Punk. Oh my God. Oh, I'm ready for that. That's going to happen. Those guys are going to feud, and it's going to be fucking ugly and beautiful. Maybe that's his next feud because he did directly call him out. So yeah. So let's let's hop into uh, Rampage. Okay. We've covered most of it, but we had a by five minutes on my DVR. Adam Culver's Evil Luna was over. <laughs> I'm looking at this thing, and they're talking about the notes of the match. It's it's not even a paragraph. Garrett, the Evil Uno crushing fucking defeat here, man. Uh, I was not expecting it. But if it is, here's what, here's what I will say. Here's what I'm going to back the decision on. Ready? Okay. Adam Cole's pissed the fuck off. Yes. He hates Orange Cassidy. Uh-huh. Adam Cole brought his A game. And when an elite wrestler brings their A game, sometimes, even if you're like a, a C-tier wrestler like Evil Uno, you're just you could probably normally go if we're you know we're gonna we're gonna kayfabe it up a little bit. You could normally go probably fifteen with Adam Cole. Pissed off Adam Cole, beat your ass in four minutes. You didn't do shit. Yeah, it's like when you're really it's like when you don't care about the star rating when you're playing a game of um, a yeah, match in two K. You know, he hunt, that is a great way of putting it. Adam Cole wanted blood, and real quick, I'll talk about what he did after the match. He just starts calling people out. 
and I know you there was a mention in there for you. He goes, Adam Cole calls out Frankie, Jungle Boy, Anthony Green, John Silver, Yuta, Orange Cassidy, Atlas, Khan, and Evil Uno, and says all they have in common is because he's undefeated in AEW because last week doesn't exist. We all know Bro, what Adam it is. Adam Cole knows. Anthony Green is legit. Hundred. He puts some emphasis on that name. And Adam Cole, this is what's so good. He's like, it doesn't exist to him. But we all know it exists because exists now Adam Cole is fucking pissed off. Adam Cole's got some fire to him finally. He's had he it, said but- the unsaid thing about Adam Cole, which we always talk about, which is no matter where he goes, they do not have a spot for him. You know? Yeah, man. And now, it pretty Even much only he's a champion of anything certain, he'll become AEW he was, World Champion, yeah. which kind of leads into the last thing we were talking about. Is it going to be Cole or MJF next? One of them will challenge him. Do you remember that, man? He was NXT champion, but the biggest feud on the roster, if it hadn't been for injuries, was Tommaso versus Johnny. And we all know it. Yeah. But we would have still loved what Adam Cole was doing. Oh, yeah. Adam Cole will be AEW World Champion. Oh, no, yeah. I'm saying, but like he just never has. It's never his time whenever he needs it to be, you know, which sucks. Like, it's but hey, whatever. Jade was on the show briefly. Yeah, and uh, that bitch show, and we're going to see her become 27 and 0. She says she's green just like money. I fucking, I love it. That is the best thing she could say. That is just, yeah. that is the ultimate just fucking, I love it. I love it. I love Jade. She's, Jade is money, dude. Jade Literally. feels like a bigger star than Britt Baker right now in terms of like how they're treating her. I saw a side, but like, dude, just, I don't know. Jade has the potential to be their biggest star. The championship belt that she's carrying looks better. Anyway. Um. Hey. So we get our Sammy match. We talked about after the break of that. And then we get back from the break, and Tony Schiavone is backstage with Chris Statlander. He asks Chris why she doesn't like Layla Hirsch. Tony, what the fuck, dude? You've been watching? It's because Layla's a cunt. Sorry. Chris said <laughs> oh, Layla Jesus. has a bad attitude, and even though Layla has Jesus. a wrestling background, she should act like a professional. You can't say that! And then right on right on cue, the See You Next Tuesday comes out and drills Chris with a running knee to the tra- with a chair. And we head back now to I'm the Now I'm going to have to fucking fight Layla Hirsch. What the hell, Charlie? No, I'm saying in terms of her, her character. Is, I know, I'm joking. It's very mean. <laughs> Someone will laugh at that. That's fucking brilliant. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude. Layla and Chris, it's heating up. We're getting some blood. Yeah, this feud could end up being uh, a wet fart, or it could be really good. I think um, they're going to let them fucking like, main event a Dynamite or Rampage. That'd be good. I hope they do. They clearly know what they have in Layla, so that's good. And I, I've said it before. I think maybe even including Ruby, I think Chris Statland might be their best wrestler on the roster. That's fair. Thunder Rosa like versus Mercedes Rosa. Martinez. There was some nice lore after the match, but we also had a little tease that um, Hooks taking on a random member of the factory. No one's seen. I thought that was good. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Hook in action. But uh, what did you think of this Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez? Under delivered a little bit. I mean, it was a shorter match than I would hope it had been. It looked like it was going to be fun, except it just they ended on a DQ, like the metal pipe. I, I did say, and you did say, we might get a lot of DQs for a little while now that they can get away with it. Please don't make this a regular thing. I, it's one thing that I hate about WWE. 
yeah, just but please, just not in title matches too. I can't do like, it, man. I can't do the like, title match. But you know what? It felt like the same level of robbed I felt from a title match because I've been wanting to see this match because I've been building it up for like six years now. Like, well, I think you might be getting some good news here. After the match, uh, pretty much we get a, a video package of Serena Deeb. Tony's backstage with Mercedes Martinez holding the metal pipe she just used to knock out Thunder Rosa. And then she tells everyone why she was there, and that's by any means necessary. And then AEW Women's Champion Britt Baker comes into the screen and says that's not what she wanted. And she brought her in because Jamie couldn't get the job done. I think that might be your next feud then. Man. We've been, we've been saying, man, Jamie versus Britt could be the money. She says, don't forget to sign the check. It's DMD. So Britt Baker paid Mercedes Martinez to beat up Thunder Rosa. With Britt Baker's money, apparently. Uh, what? Which, yeah, it's to, well, hey, no, no. In in kayfabe, I believe Britt Baker's very rich. She got some dough. And she uh, hired Mercedes behind Tony's back. <laughs> this might be teeing up Thunder Rosa versus Britt, though. I'm going to be honest, man. Why wouldn't it? It could be. It could be. That, that would make sense. And I mean, if that's the route, please God, let's let's change this up a little bit, huh? Thunder Rosa becomes AW Women's World Champion. I'd love it. It'd be awesome. And then our last thing we'll talk about is we covered our main event. Back from the break, AW President Tony Khan will have a huge announcement this Wednesday. And we'll talk about that in a second, but Dude, the pre match promo for the main event this week was actually awesome. It's time for the main event. I usually hate these segments, but this one was actually this good because Jay Lee's got freaking Ricky Starks in it. And they actually, I want to see a promo battle between those two now, like an actual full on promo battle. So, thumbs up, thumbs down, World Garrett AEW this week. I mean, Rampage was, I, mean, I really wouldn't even have to ask it. This is Rampage. Rampage um, is like the ultimate thumbs up. <laughs> Dynamite had some yeah. awkward, but it also had some good. I mean, I can't thumbs down a CM Punk MJF 45-minute match. Nah, you can't. They gave that match the time, and yeah. yeah I'm never going to be mad. I am never, ever going to be mad about a feud that's been built for two months getting a 45-minute match on Dynamite. I will never By the be way, mad about we that. We didn't talk about it, but during the Chris Statlander promo, Layla hit a really stiff forearm. Someone needs to tell her not to hit those all the time, or she's going to knock somebody out. Like, damn. Dude, hence why. <laughs> Tony Khan has an announcement, Garrett. I think we like to end our show looking forward to next week. I think he's announcing the cancellation of all the women in aid. No, I'm just kidding. Um, there's no more women. It's only men. No more women. Uh, we've canceled the women's division. It's going to stardom. No, anyway. Um, <laughs> so real quick on Dynamite next week, we got the Texas Death Match World Championship match. Inner Circle team meeting. Jesus. Tony Khan's announcement, MJF speaks, and a qualifying match for the face-to-face, face of the revolution ladder match, which we'll talk about in two seconds. Rampage, we got Hook versus Blake Lee, and the AEW Tag Team Championship match, Jurassic Express versus Ass Boys. There's some Ass Boys! So, this is what, while that might seem on paper, what we're going to read, I'm going to read off a couple Tony Khan tweets that talk about his announcement Wednesday. 
He says, as referenced on Rampage, I have a surprise. On Dynamite Live on TBS, a top wrestler will walk through the Forbidden Door this Wednesday and debut in AEW. More info to come. Thank you to everyone who joined us for a great Rampage tonight. See you Wednesday on TBS. 11 minutes later, he says, The Forbidden Door can be open for anyone from any wrestling promotion in the world, whether or not it's a company AEW is on good terms with, even if it's from a company that's open for business. They're also welcome to slam the door... Slam... Wow. They're also welcome to slam the door in the face of the prior company. And then he goes on to say, two minutes later, with a great showing in tonight's Rampage TNT title bout, Isaiah Cassidy has earned a qualifying match for a spot in the face of the Revolution ladder match with a TNT title shot at stake. His opponent will debut Wednesday plus sign a contract with AEW. Isaiah vs. Who? Garrett, you already know I love seeing that, by the way. Isaiah just jumping oh, yeah. immediately into another singles yes. match. Um, I love it. I think mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to run through one name. Well, maybe a couple. I think right now, the one everyone's hoping and might seem like the most obvious is Keith Lee. Okay. I think the shocker could be Shane McMahon. <laughs> what? I'm just... I... Um, How are you feeling I, if it's Keith Lee? If it's Keith Lee, I'd be, I'd be super down. Super down. Um, Isaiah Cassidy, Keith Lee. Him and, him and me AEM show up, that'd be insane. Um, hey, but, they just got married um, yesterday too as well. Yeah, but, I know. So you'd think they would show up together. Out, I mean, he, he would be stupid not to shine, sign them both. Like... Um, Johnny Wrestling, but as who I'm thinking, I mean, I would think for a technical match with Isaiah Cassidy that makes the most sense. Um, and then we got Samoa Joe, Josh Alexander, maybe. But that would be cool. What are your thoughts on if it's Shane McMahon? That second tweet makes you think, oh my god, what if it is? <sighs> That'd be fucking nuts. No, I hope not. I hope not too, but we cannot deny how fucking. Because if it does, you know be. what people are gonna say is, "Oh, clearly they're about to buy AEW." Vince just kind of publicly fired him, though. I, hey man, why do you think that was? By the way, it's probably it's because he went his own way in the Rumble, but eh, I, don't, I don't fucking care. Like what? Like he was supposed to like win it or something? I don't know. He like went toe to toe with Matt Riddle and like some other stuff, and I guess maybe they didn't want him to do that. They canceled this whole program that he had. So it's like this is also the guy they had wrestle the Undertaker. Like what? Yeah. And it, it ha- could be shock. I mean, it definitely could be like uh, New Japan guy Tanahashi. It could be Okada. Will Osprey. Will Osprey. There's some more WWE um, guys that were released that I'd love to see, but I would love I would I would love for it to be like somebody random like that you wouldn't even expect like I don't know like I feel like the problem with all the recent signings has been that they don't feel like they're prioritizing the right things like I feel like they're just trying to sign people for like the shock value almost which is good but as we've seen with the with the guys that have done it so far if you don't have something interesting for them to do they're just going to fade into the background you know like Yeah I don't know man like I I I try not to buy into this stuff when he like pre-announces it like this because it almost always never lives up to the hype that he puts on it. Like, and I, I hate I hate saying that, but or it's, the it's truth. almost like, or it's always the obvious one. I think the obvious one's Keith Lee, right? 
I mean, if it's Keith Lee, that's great. But Keith Lee, the problem with a guy like Keith Lee is he never really got really going in the WWE. You know, that's, like, and that's that means all the more power for him. But it makes me wonder: is it worth shoving him straight into the limelight? Because we've seen them do that a couple of times, and it just not really worked out for the guy that they're trying to do it with, and like, because they're not ready, and then they have to like pull back. You know, it's happened a few times. You know, like, and what about Jeff Hardy? I think that would be cool. I think that'd be a really cool opponent for Isaiah Cassidy, especially because of all the comparisons that he's been making between like every time Matt Hardy considers them the two best wrestlers, two best. It'd be almost kind of cool if this was Matt Hardy teaching him a lesson, you know? And I want to give you another name of a wrestler whose contract just ran out. But this man's contract ran out with New Japan, and that's Juice Robinson. I can see them winning Juice. Um, Do you think there's a good chance that it's... I think there's a chance that this is somebody from Ring of Honor. Like, oh my! I, if it's Bandito, I'm screaming, dude. I'm not kidding you. So who I was thinking, like, maybe, maybe they'll do that with like Dante. They should do this more than once in this tournament and do it with Dante and make a Bandito. Make it happen, Tony. Um, I'm so happy. That's you know that's something I really like about Tony. There is no fucking shot he originally had Isaiah Cassidy just rolling, ready to go for next Wednesday. He might have, man. I don't know. Like, it's, he I, books I everything think, like a I year out. I genuinely think, because when they announced it on Rampage, there was not an opponent in that match. They did not know who was in it. They just said there was going to be a qualifying match. And then later on that night, he posts a tweet with Isaiah's picture in it. I just... I hope this is going to be me hopeful here. I hope he does actually take into account how good he just wasn't, how much he was just impressed by Cassidy. And he was like, you know what? I I was going to use Tony Nese here. I was going to use, you know, Daniel Garcia here, but you know what? Let's uh, give me Cassidy again. Let's do it. I'm trying to think of who would match up well against Cassidy, and there's only a couple I, I can really think of off the top of my head that just are, you know. Oh, I mean, he, he'd go nuts with Bandito. I, I think Keith Lee would get a great match out of him. But those are such special talents. I mean, we're talking uh, – Bandito and Keith Lee are elite talents. Those are truly the only elite ones. Yeah, I just – I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm – I really want I really want to see um where they go with with all this stuff right now because at this point I'm just like um I I feel like there's a lot of uncertainty with regard to a lot of the stuff going on in AEW right now cuz it's just kind of in a, like a flux state right now where we're not quite building to revolution yet, but we've kind of also sort of been building to revolution for several months now. Yep. It's really weird. Once we get in the last few weeks, I think it'll start to be more clear. It's weird. AEW doesn't do what WWE does. WWE will book an I mean, entire month around I mean, could also be like Jonathan paper. Gresham, man. I mean, Zack Sabre. I mean, this could be nuts. And whoever it is, is signing. So it has to be someone who's available. Like, it does. It does. Like, what if this is the Titan, bro? Like, they... People think there's no way they're interested in signing Strowman. There's some interest. There's no way there's none. They have multiple big men already that could help them. You know, like yeah. 
Adam Sure, baby. Hey, if there's um, if there's a will, there's a way. Lindsay, if there's Rob. a will. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Uh, that'll be it for us tonight. We hope you enjoyed the show. Um, like I said, you catch Garrett streaming all week. If you stuck all the way through the end of this, fucking thank you, man. We uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. Um, I'm low energy this week, guys. I apologize. I've just been really exhausted lately. I don't know why. Hey, it did not come through on the mic, so you are all good. Other, Hell yeah. other than that, Hell man, yeah. I'm going to let uh, John Cena take us out, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week as we talk about the newest AEW world champion and the newest signing. <laughs> Everybody dies. What are you doing, Step Lance? What are you doing, Step Bro? Justin Herbert, that's a nice fish. <laughs>